Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we help artists thrive spiritually, artistically, and in business from a kingdom perspective. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. And um, listen, I get the great opportunity to travel and speak and meet cool people and all that kind of stuff. And I was recently in Canada and got to connect with Rachel and Ben about a great project that they are working on. Guys, welcome to the podcast. So glad that you're here. Glad to be here. Thanks, Matt. It's good to be here. I know. I listen. I, when you guys came up to me uh, at the conference there at Jubilee Stratford and showed me, and I want to show you guys that are watching on on YouTube these two incredible books that these guys have written, and um, that are all about uh, identity and who you are in Christ and that sort of thing. But but for kids, I was like, yes, I I love this, and I love God's stories. And uh, so, listen for those folks that are just kind of getting to know you guys and and uh, you know what you do. Give us the kind of the quick sketch of who you are, what you do creatively, where you are in the world. And, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit of the, of the backstory. So I'll start. We are at a kind of an interesting point in our lives where we're just starting in that creative journey. We've kind yeah. of had these dreams for a long time of like, for me personally, I'd love to speak, but not just do a talk, but do a talk with some creative, mm. interesting, beautiful elements to it that really catch people above and beyond just kind of a normal open your Bible today to yeah, a certain sure. verse and we're going to do this and just, but let's bring some pictures. Let's bring some stories. Let's make it interesting and creative and catch that. But that's kind of, we're working towards that. And then we've had these ideas for books for a while too, kind of at all levels. So uh, books for adults, but also books for kids. And I guess for me, what I've found is it feels like there's all these things you're supposed to do as a new author, like right. get a huge Facebook following or social media presence. <laughs> right, right. Like when you get a billion followers and then 80 million of those are responding and liking your stuff, then maybe you can talk to a publisher. Right. And so we weren't quite there. We've got three little kids, age uh, nine, seven, and three. So it's like the creative thing is important to us, but we've got a limited time to do that and work our way in. So kind of kids' books became a way that it's a little bit of a smaller scale, so we can start there. Yeah. You don't have to maintain and work through 40,000 words or whatever book size you're aiming for. Like we can work through 20 pages. Okay, so sure. let's start there and build on it. And so we're kind of at, at the early part of the journey, I'd say. And so this is our first book or our first two books because it's yeah. a, a book and a handbook for parents. They go together, of course. And so we're just kind of starting out and yeah. trying to see where is God leading us and how do we just kind of get on that first rung of the ladder maybe? So I think that's maybe how I'd answer that. Yeah, absolutely. Rachel, I'm thinking about, you know, all of our creativity, uh, you know, usually comes out in areas that we're passionate about. And obviously anybody knows that when you got kids, that is like the primary thing that we're all focused on. I can remember when our Cameron was, was little, you're like scouring the internet and influencers and books and God's word. And like, how do I pour in to this little brain, yeah. you know, this little spirit that I have here uh, to bring up in the Lord and, and that sort of thing. And so uh, talk about that process because you've written these books about affirmations for, for kids. And I'm sure that that, I mean, like you're saying, that's where you guys are focused on right now. So was that a stretch for you guys to think about 
your creative expression with a book and the kids, or was that kind of a natural thing that you, that you thought, of course, this is how it's gonna it's gonna come out. Yeah. So it was like a spontaneous um, invitation from the Lord is the best way I can put it. Um, It was probably two and a half years ago now. And there was a rare, quiet morning because Mm. um, two of our kids were at day camp and the third was (laughs) napping. So uh, I was just really excited to be able to have a couple hours of silence and um uh, had my Bible out and and was ready to just kind of start digging deep uh, because frankly, that opportunity becomes more and more rare, you know, mm, um, sure. at this stage in life. And so I was very excited and I was about to start and I heard the Holy Spirit say, write down who your children are. Mm. So he just kind of um, came in and it was this very clear instruction. And so I started writing and these 10 uh, identity statements came out. I didn't even know they had been deposited inside me, but there they were. And I really felt strongly that he wanted us to teach our children. So I shared this with Ben. He was all for it. And so it began this journey of several months where there was teaching at the breakfast table. Uh, Sometimes creativity, this creative journey that we're called to starts in bedhead and pajamas, you know, (laughs) over breakfast. It's it's very plain, Jane. It's, It's invisible. It's obscure. And it's powerful. And so we started uh, teaching our kids at the breakfast table. And uh, it was really nice because it afforded us a lot of space to unpack these things with kids. And our two oldest were five and seven when we started. And um, it birthed a lot of great dialogue. Kids don't have the same sort of filters as adults do. So the questions that they ask are so rich and um, really challenged us actually to hang on. I really got to explore that a little more so I can bring richness back to you. I was going to ask you that because when I think of my son, Cameron, um, he's 19 now. And, you know, I'm out there talking and teaching and, you know, YouTubing and doing all the stuff. And I'll say something and he will ask me a question sometimes. And it's like, he has the ability to cut through the fluff and, and, you know, that we kind of get used to saying as adults, you know, and all this kind of constructs that we build around ourselves, he has the ability to cut through the fluff in such a way that you're like, Oh, uh, let me think about that. And so I was going (laughs) to ask you as you're talking about, you know, more of that. Sometimes when you teach kids, it causes you to, to push all the other ancillary stuff away and think about, what am I really saying here? How does this really, you know, speak to their life? So what are you, I guess, what are you learning as y'all are teaching kids versus, you know, interacting in the world as, as adults? Less is more. Mm. Less is more. And actually it characterizes the uh, first book we have for kids, Identity Truths for Children. Yeah. Um, let the word of God speak for itself and let the images that are an integral part of both of the books tell the story, relay the truth. Children relate so well to visuals. And mm. so we didn't want it uh, to be all words. We wanted a picture to communicate the essence of what that identity truth was saying. So really what we've learned is less is more. Just really say what you mean, mean what you say, 
let them sit with it. And you may get a question back right away. You may get it six months later, but you know, just, just don't, don't overfill. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of times we want to try to explain away everything that we're talking about. It's like you're saying, as opposed to just letting it go in as a seed and let the Holy spirit do the work that he's, that he's going to do. That can be frustrating sometimes, right? Especially with kids. You think, are they getting any of this? Are they, are they, is this going in, you know, at all? But then maybe you hear it. You, have you heard your kids like say something that you said two years ago, but all yes. of a sudden they're like, oh, they're starting to mimic this back to me, right? Yes. Yes. It's shocking. Actually, most of the time, I didn't know that was getting in is often my response. That sunk in. You were like looking off in a corner and grazing on your toes, but that went in. You I just never it. know. I love it. So you they mentioned breakfast might be time. Yeah. Is this like also you're reading this to them at night or is it like, how did you guys design the book to be read bedtime stories or teaching this? Cause I know you've got a handbook as, as well. Right. It can be both. You know, families are so unique and what works for one family is not necessarily going to work for the next. And parents know when their kids are ready to hear, ready to dialogue, ready to engage. For us, that tends to be the extremes of the day. So Mm. bedtime, they open up like little flowers and Mm. bedtime is a long process, but it's well worth it. Um, And breakfast tends to be the same. Middle of the day, you've sort of lost them. Yeah. (laughs) But that may really work for another family. So we wanted them to be books that could be used in whatever fashion is going to work best for the children uh, and parents to connect and really start imparting these truths. Yeah. I love that. Now, Ben, I'm, you know, in in our marriage, um, Tanya is kind of the administrative making things work. I can kind of be the visionary. I don't know how you guys work together, but talk about a process of not only being married, managing kids and family, job, all the stuff, but also trying to birth an idea like this together where you're not killing each other in the, in the process, but but you're learning to trust the Lord and, and find that rhythm uh, together. What's, what's that been like for you? Well, I think the first experience we had was I, I have a draft uh, book for men, something that I think is a real different thing. So and this is kind of that giant book that, like I said, I, I haven't been able to quite get there and see the doors open, sure. but that time will come. But I said, Rachel, you're such a good editor. She's a great writer. She's a great speaker. Why don't you take a look? And I know like you're not really the target audience because this is for, for men, but why don't you go through and edit and give me your comments? And that's great. So she did. And just some of the comments, I'm like, whoa, you just went... There's no couching. It's just, this needs to be stronger or whatever. Really good editorial feedback, but I wasn't quite ready to hear it. Maybe so direct. (laughs) And I was like, you don't like my stuff. You know, I kind of got that way about it. So you have to work through how that feedback process might work best. Uh, I, I know I heard somebody else recently saying, oh yeah, we just know each other. Well, we can just be real direct. And I'm like, well, if that works for you, cool. But I think you have to negotiate it. But maybe the takeaway point was let's just talk through this and then find the sweet spot. Because right. the first thing usually isn't the sweet spot, right? As right. much as we wish. So I think that's uh, one part of it. And then sometimes Rachel creates something and I'll come in and kind of bounce the ideas or, or edit or say, yeah, you know, this one, you've got a whole lot that's really good here, but 
she's she can go so poetic and beautiful that it, sometimes it maybe gets lost on kids or even honestly I don't understand it which probably is one and the same as the kids not understanding it. we're kids right come on <laughs> right but how do you keep the some of what's really great and true and wonderful about that art but dialing it into okay sure. but this is what is appropriate for most of the population they're going to get it um, without kind of cutting off the edges that need to be there if I can say it that way yeah so I think that's that's some of what we've kind of learned along the way um but just to keep trying things out right because the first way we try something may or may not work for your relationship or may or may not work for the creative process but if you do it a few times and you can go well that didn't work so great let's go over here yeah and let's keep trying and we're not going to quit on this at the first time there's trouble but we'll keep going and we'll get smoothed out a little bit and i think i, I think by the time we got around to uh working on this book, I think we're in pretty fair shape on that. Yeah. At least I hope so. I'd, I'd be interested in your comments, Rach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Ben said something really key and that is um, keep trying because when you initiate something like this as a creative like project as a couple, it's a completely different dynamic. Sure. And so don't be deterred by the messiness of the early days. Don't be deterred by the road bumps because inevitably they're going to be there you're working in terrain you've never worked in before right. so um that tenacity and that commitment to seeing uh, a project through is a really key component of that and then just the willingness to be honest with each other and and ben and i have had years of learning to do that so we were at that place already me maybe too honest um but learning how to dial back and present that honesty in a way that your spouse understands yeah. is is loving and is actually helpful rather than counterproductive that in itself is a journey yeah um and that's a big part of not destroying each other in the process is just the willingness to learn and hear and yeah. understand and try again i can so relate cuz i remember early on tanya and i you know we are wired so differently and she was a teacher and i was in ministry and it was like the two worlds would never meet she's like on this regimented schedule and i'm all into people's feelings and what you know <laughs> having to dance around all that sort of thing and and i can remember early on it just felt like we were I, we had some friends they call it having a misfire right we're like this is not hitting in any, in any kind of way and uh and you start you start thinking is god trying to kill me with this other person who i love dearly is like <laughs> What is going on? And it's like, you start realizing that, oh, my, God's giving me my spouse to complete me. He's giving me my spouse as a gift and me to her as a gift so that we can come together and create something so much more than what mm -hmm. we could ever do by ourselves. But we had to, we call it, you know, receiving each other as a gift. And I just, mm. I, I really have tried to, um, and I think all of us that are married, you understand the tension of that is there are times when you drive each other crazy and there are times that when you can see it, you're like, wow, this is she or he is, is is allowing me to do so much more than I could ever do by myself. Thank you, Lord, for, for bringing this gift uh, into my life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I just love that. I love it. So when you got the book done, what do the kids think about it? Are they like, we got a book, mom and dad are authors, or, or, or do they just kind of, do they see this as a family project or, or, or is, are y'all, you know, bringing the actual book out or are you still just kind of using the principles in, in your house and everything? So the, the kids learned all these things before the book was yeah. even, uh, you know, something they could hold in their hands. And so 
when we got the copies, we presented it at dinner one night and we said, guys, we want to show you something. Um, this is something we think you'll find really special. And we pulled the, the books out and it was just like, <gasps> you know, just this, oh my goodness, it's real. It's, I think it's very valuable for kids to sure. see my parents have done a creative endeavor. We were the first recipients yeah, and yeah. now it's a book for kids everywhere. Like wow. that was a very exciting and powerful moment for us as a family. The creation of the book was, um, like the logistics of it, it was Ben and I and our illustrator and then the graphic artist and the team that put it together. Um, the kids were not involved in that part, but the kids were so involved in the refining of the message just by virtue of the fact that they were our kids and we yeah, were true. teaching them and they were giving us questions and feedback that helped to clarify and solidify what was really being said. Yeah. And so um, they knew it was happening. But when we actually pulled out the books, it then became like, oh, my goodness, it's come now full circle. So they started devouring the books. They, Our kids are voracious readers. And um, so these books can be read fairly quickly. And we designed it that way on purpose because they're targeted for kids age 5 to 10. We didn't yeah. want it to take a super long time. And the illustrations are, you know, half the book. And so you can read it very quickly. They were done uh, within an hour after dinner that night, but then they pulled them out again and again. And mm. um, our middle child came to me one day and said, mom, the one I like best in this book is citizen of heaven, oh. because I just love how the child is running to Jesus. And I love all the colors of heaven. Like that is not even something that would have been on my radar. I yes, love that yes. picture. And that's profound for me, but the way a child sees it and then communicates it, it's like a whole new book all over again, you know? Oh, so it. it's been rich to see it through their eyes too. That's so good. Ben, I'm thinking, you know, working with a team, this is not just a, you know, a you and Rachel, you know, effort, but you mentioned, you know, we got an illustrator, other things that are going on. So what was it like to take this idea and actually work with a team, finding the illustrator, finding the, the you know, the printer, all the stuff that it takes to actually make this come uh, to pass? Because those those practical things can be a real roadblock for a lot of folks that have a dream of, of producing a children's book or any, any kind of book. Absolutely. And I, I hope this is an encouragement to somebody that's maybe just on the edge of, I know I have creative things to say and do and produce, but God, you've got to open some doors. So we had a lot of doors open. Mm -hmm. The first being we had just, uh, sorry, I should back up a little bit. Rachel and I, to illustrate, it would be terrible. People <laughs> would pay us to keep the book, I think, if that happened, at least for me. Rachel's might have a chance, but but we're like, okay, we've always had this thing of we need an illustrator because yeah. I have a, several ideas for kids' books, but where do you find the illustrator? And so that was one obstacle. And then how do you take this book? Like we opted to self-publish. How are we going to take this though for the very first time and figure out something that looks like a quality, excellent, actual book, not just you printed it on a, a basic, you know, uh, word editing sure. uh, platform. So those people kind of came to us. So we were just talking to friends of ours and their daughter's an art student, just kind of realized she had the gift uh when she was 18 or so maybe a bit sooner am i saying this right yeah she was in her late teens yeah. and uh her first 
painting look like a professional artist had done wow. it. She just wow. has this incredible gift from the Lord. So we're just sitting over there, dinner table, chatting with them, having a tea. And we're like, yeah, we got this idea for an identity book. And this is kind of what it would look like. But we're trying to find an illustrator. And they said. He said, Naomi. Why not Naomi? Which is interesting because the day Naomi was born, her mother was um, a friend of mine in nursing school. And I went to the hospital and held her on the day she was born. And then, you know, 20 years later, here she is illustrating a book. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. amazing. It was amazing. And, And she hadn't done this before either. Right. So but she just showed up, made these great illustrations, had kind of went through her own creative process. And we'd give a little bit of feedback and voila, there's these illustrations that we really think are wonderful. And we've had lots of other good feedback as well. And then we're like, okay, well, that's wonderful. We have that going, but we need somebody that's good at the format side. And again, without belaboring the story, we just had a few different friends like, oh, I think I could do that for you. Yeah. I really believe in your book. I'd be happy to do that. You don't, you know, if you want to pay me something someday, great, but I'm not that worried about it. And then there was a different person that was praying, God, I've got some uh, skills with putting books together. I haven't been able to do that in a while. I'd really love to. Mm. Could you just put an opportunity in my path? And so just, we we literally had an illustrator kind of just, if you will, fall out of the sky. Uh, the same for somebody who was doing some of the background administration of it. And the same for uh, a graphic designer, wow. which we didn't have those connections, right? So that's just been amazing that those people showed up seemingly out of thin air, but God was somewhere in the background helping us out, which is really the way, the only way it was going to happen that, that we could see. And I think too, Oh, sorry, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's for all of us. It's, it's one thing to have an idea that you feel like from the Lord, but it's so easy to take that and then put our hands to it and try to go make it happen with all the practical stuff without realizing, Hey, the same supernatural God that dropped this idea into me is the same supernatural God that wants to lead me in this process through divine appointment and bringing the right people at the right time. And just, I love that you're talking about being open to the Holy Spirit in the process, because if we try to put our hands to it by ourselves, we all know we can make a big mess of it. And God can make the process a whole lot smoother than, than we could ever make it by ourselves. Yeah. If I can, if I can just kind of agree with that, there's this whole this is the way you make a book. If you go to a book conference, right, it'll right, say, right. do these 28 steps or whatever. And that's great. <laughs> and that's right. Like there's nothing wrong with that process. But if you don't kind of submit that maybe to God and say, is this how you want me to do this one? Yeah. For this book. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of looked at that process and I went, boy, that's that looks really exhausting. I'm just not sure I can do that right now. And then Rachel kind of came in and went, Oh, I feel like God's leading us over here on this. And then we have these conversations over tea and God's just opening doors. It's been a lot nicer that way rather than exhausting ourselves, trying to push, 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 follow the 28 steps. And again, there's nothing wrong with those steps, but if that's not where God's leading you or he wants to simplify or cut those corners or whatever, that's a much easier path. That's a much better path. And so that's kind of where we find ourselves, right? Like our book launch well, we didn't really have one. We just went, we got to get this book. And then once we had the book and we rested for a couple of weeks, like, oh, we probably had to do something to market this. <laughs> so we did a few things and, and and just doors have continued to open, right? So we have um, with some places we sent it and people gave us feedback and went, hey, actually, would you come on our show? 
Love and it. in fact, that's the same thing with you, right? We went, well, maybe, maybe Matt would be interested to have a look at a book. What's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to say, sorry, guys, not that excited, exactly. but here you are. So you kind of have you know, to just try it. some stuff out. I love telling out. stories, I think, that are, you know, on this podcast, we always try to tell stories of just regular folks that are are following, you know, God's dreams for their life and the supernatural things that happen with that. And as soon as you showed it to me, I'm like, love it. Let's do it. Let's, you know, but that that's how the kingdom works, right? It's just, it's just these beautiful relationships that, that the Lord opens up at the right time. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for being faithful to take the idea that you had and actually do something with it. And I think a lot of people may say, well, of course, but I mean, like, I, listen, I talk to people all the time. They're like, oh, I've had this book idea for 30 years or for 20 years and I've never done anything with it. And I'm just, but listen, you did something with it. You, you stepped out and have published this. And not only is your family getting changed, but uh, all the kids, think of all the kids I mean, the generational impact that this is having mm. because you chose to say yes to the Lord and to the vision. And I know that I know that folks are going to want to get it. I'm going to hold uh, hold it up on on the screen again, just so folks can can see again, just beautiful, beautiful book for kids. And then also the adjoining handbook um, as well. But guys, I know folks are going to want to grab it. Uh, where's the best place that they can grab the book, get it for themselves, maybe give it as a gift or or something like that? Sure. So both books are available on Amazon. Um, And so it's God's Masterpiece, Identity Truths for Children, or God's Masterpiece, A Parent and Child Handbook on Identity. Um, One helps unpack those identity truths for parents who may feel a little uncertain and offers practical activities for parents and children to do together to reinforce learning scripture to reinforce what's being taught. And, uh, and then the other one is simply the identity statements with corresponding visuals and then all scriptures in the back of the book. Yeah. Um, so they can get it off Amazon. They can also go to rachelhillicker.com backslash books and uh, order it from there. That's awesome. And guys, uh, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, you can click the links that are in the description right there and go directly to whatever, whichever one of those links you want to uh, to grab these resources. But guys, thank you so much for not only saying yes and uh, and following through with what God's put on your heart, but uh, sharing that with our audience today. And I hope that it's not only going to inspire a whole bunch of folks, but I hope a lot of folks are going to go and, and buy the book for their own personal library, maybe even for their church or their kids, kids ministry right. or something like that. What a great resource. So thank you guys both for being on today. Oh, it's a pleasure, thank Matt. Thank you. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, just wanted to say thanks for being with me on the podcast today. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss anything here on the podcast, as well as leave us a review and let us know how much this podcast means to you. Until next time, my friend, I love you. And remember, you were created to thrive. Bye.